Are you ready? Welcome to Radio Grognard, King Size, the OSR podcast with more stuff. With your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. Hey, I, I, I got to talk a little bit about pacing and roles and saying yes and all that good stuff. So we'll talk about that after this. All right. I've, I've seen a lot of videos and read blogs about GM pacing in games. Uh, you know, and even I've done a couple episodes on it, but I was, and uh, the recent ones I saw were, uh, from Professor Dungeon Master, and he brings up some good points. He has one where he talks about getting rid of the shoe leather, which means, it's a screenwriter's term, which means cut to the chase certain times just to keep the pacing up. You don't have to show everything. If you say somebody's going, I'm going over to the bar to check out a, say it's a detective story, and then you go to the bar to check out a lead, and you just, you know, you they do, uh, they don't show them going to the bar, they just like cut to the outside of the bar and then the inside of the bar and he's doing his thing. And that's what they call getting rid of shoe leather. So I always thought that was clever anyway. But um, there are bad examples too in movies like uh, Birdemic. Okay, just uh, I watched the Rift Tracks Birdemic and it, he fills... There's a lot of driving in there that doesn't need to happen. And you can tell he's padding out the movie. Same with, like, um, I watched Rift Tracks uh, Plan 9. Was it Plan 9? Yeah. Yeah, Plan 9. Where, or one of the Ed Wood movies, where they just shows, okay, we're going we're going to the, to the graveyard. Everybody pile on the car, and we're going to film the whole dang thing. And that's the kind of thing in a role-playing game you don't need. So, I, I, I also watched Professor Dungeon Master and a couple other people review a book. So, you want to be a game master. <laughs> game master. I love that. So, you want to be a game master by Alex, the Alexandrian. I can't remember his name right now. Alex, something Alexander. I'm sorry. Uh, but the, the point is, he makes a point to, when you're a GM, remember, default to yes for a lot of things. I want to I want to go to the other side of the town. No, better yet. I want to jump over a chasm. Um is there a need for them to roll? Then they don't then you you jump over the chasm easily. Okay? A lot of GMs new GMs forget that. They want to roll for everything. And there there are places to do it and places not. It's called like I said it's called pacing for a reason. You pace the thing. And there's times when you just give it to the players because it facilitates the story and there's no need to complicate things. I mean, if they're in the middle of a fight and say, I want to swing on the chandelier and kick this guy in the teeth, yeah, there's a, maybe at least one roll involved in it, like a dex roll or something and an attack roll if you're going to kick him in the teeth. But, you know, other than that, there is no, in the story, there is no point to do it. In the session, there is no point to do it. People are hesitant to call these things stories, but they are. 
you know, the, 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 and I noticed there's a trend in, in role playing when I see these videos where if it ever smacks of storytelling in one way or another, they, they just, dis- they just dis- disregard it. Well, guess what? You're telling a story. The players are telling a story. It's a story. It's just that you don't know where the story's going, and neither do they. But I digress. Like I said, it's pacing. And, you know, as a GM, when you come up with an adventure, when you prep, whether you're using a published adventure or it's something you came up with yourself, look at each scene and see how it fits into the overall overall arc of the 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 adventure and when i say scene you always and i always gotta i always gotta point out it's like you're looking at things knowing that they may not happen because of players player agency you know they contribute to the story too but the point is look at it and go hmm do i really need these roles here do I need? Do they need? Is there is there a pressing need in the story? Are they under fire? Are they? Do they have to get somewhere fast? I can make them get somewhere fast. All I have to do is cut to you guys get there. You know, I can make travel like that as a as a as a G, as a GM. So you've got to you've got to think about that. But remember, I mean, you may have to think about that on your feet at the game. But nine times out of ten, you should be thinking about this during prep. Your scenes, look at them and go, okay, can we do this a faster way? Can we do this a slower way? Where do I have to pad? Where do I have to... And when you pad, try not to make it look like padding. See, to me, other other than like in an encounter, in a stressful situation, excessive rolling to me kind of smacks of you're padding out the adventure for some reason. I mean, I've had things happen where I plan out a four-hour game and they solve it in one hour or two. And I'm panicking. And, you know, you're panicking inside going, oh, my God, they're almost through with the story. What do I do? Well, there are several things you can do. You can ask for more roles, pat out the story that way. You can add more scenes. If you can come up with something on the fly, this is why, <clears throat> this is why I like to look at my scenario and look and see I plan out more scenes than I need. At at theory, well, that would be the the optimal case. That would be the the perfect case. But you got to look at a, star, a story and go, okay, which scenes don't I need to to move the story along to to do do the adventure along? And I will take them out, but I won't get rid of them. I'll hang on to them in my back pocket in case something like this happens. I've added scenes at the table before. So uh, it's 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 possible that's how you pace things. But you, excessive rolls are not really the way to go. That's the kind of thing uh, you know if, at the last resort. Uh to me it's a sign of an inexperienced GM or a desperate GM and I've been both. So uh but you know, try and figure out what do you need a role for and what don't you need a role for. Roles are there, like I said, roles are there for a reason. And it's to to do things under duress. That is the reason right there. Like if somebody has riding 
horse or riding or whatever. You do not have to make a roll to ride from one town to another where nothing happens along the way. Okay, you're in town. Boom. You do have to roll when you're riding from one town to another and you get jumped by brigands and you're trying to outrace them into the next town where you can possibly duck down an alley and get out of the way or something or lose yourself in the forest or something like that. That's when you need the roll. Okay. And once again, I got to, I got to emphasize that there are certain things that characters can just do automatically. I mean, I don't need a, I don't need a, a roll to whistle or jump in the air. You know, just a short jump in the air or something like that, or or walk, or, you know, that kind of thing. There are just certain things, because <laughs> this goes back to my Champions days, because by third edition on, they actually had to put a paragraph in there saying, okay, these are the things that everybody can do with no problem. And I'm surprised they didn't put breathe, because... <laughs> Some people, it's like, oh, I, did you buy it? Oh, you can't do that. No, no. People, there are certain base level things that human beings can do. So, you know, I do, you don't need to roll for it or you don't need to have the skill or something like that. But anyway, like I said, too much rolling is not good for pace. So figure it out another way. Keep the extra scenes in your pocket. These are the kind of things that you do to help to vary the pace. And... Resorting to yes is never a bad thing. I mean, I can I can nine times out of ten course correct if I say yes and it blows up in my face. And you know what? If it blows up in my face, nine times out of ten, I just roll with it. I roll with it and see where it's going to go. Sometimes it goes in a more interesting direction than I ever thought. So think about that next time you're GMing, you young whippersnappers out there, because I got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar at gmail.com or drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you for other for single donations. Go to my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard, or my PayPal tip chart, paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. I thank you a lot. I'm going to thank these people. They give to me monthly. Not that you can't. I'm not making, you know, but I, I appreciate it. Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Gilbert Soros, and Benjamin Brodell. Thank you, guys. It's always a pleasure and to do these for you and everybody else. Uh, other good podcasts. Dan Gregg's The Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognar Podcast. Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast. Daniel Norton's Bandits Keep Podcast. Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest Podcast. Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries. And my friend Eric Tankar's Tavern Chat. So... Until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. You got questions? You got comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Tune in next time when Radio Grognard King Size is on the air. <laughs>